Vince. I'm not trying to pretend to be Pastor Vince. I don't play a pastor on TV, but uh, here we are together tonight and uh, with our special guest, Dr. Ken Irvis. And uh, we're going to try to be as normal as we can tonight without our leader here because he keeps us in line, I think. And uh, <laughs> Keep a lot us of fun in to line, have him he here. Does. We do miss him here. He, we do. We do. Uh, and if the producer can turn up my earphones, that would be lovely. But um, we're going to talk about, last week we are talking about, oh, before we go there, let's, uh, Doc, let's, let's you open up in prayer. How's that sound? Okay. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for being here. We thank you for our time uh, on this radio station to reach out to people, to give them hope in a, in a dark time. Uh, we thank you for this Christmas season, and we hope to elaborate with your leading on the Christmas season. And we love you, Lord, and we bless you, Lord, and guide us in what you would want us to say. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Doc. Uh, again, we're going to be talking about how to prepare for Christmas, so we're going to talk about some Christmas um, prophecies that were filled in Jesus' name. First, I just want to say happy Pearl Harbor Day, the day we remember 80 years ago of what went on back then. So just uh, another day to remember uh, where we've been and uh, so we know where we're going. So here we are, and with God, all things are possible. You know, it's that time again where we're going to celebrate uh, the season. And we do have to remember that the reason for the season is our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, as we get ready for that, it's nice to know the history. It's nice to know the prophecy that Jesus fulfilled. So we, we talked today, Doc and I, and uh, he's prepared to, uh, to show us where, we, where it all started, how it started. And uh, with oh. that, Doc, where do you want to start tonight? Um, well, the first thing that uh, we want to do is we want to go over the crash scenes that we usually see with uh, the baby and the manger and the animals and Mary and Joseph and the three wise men and the shepherds. And uh, that is a little inaccurate, <laughs> to say the least. Say the least. Uh, the shepherds were there. Mary was, this, was there, of course. The Joseph was there, of course. The animals were there, but the three wise men probably weren't three and weren't there. The three wise men came from uh, the east and they brought and they they are called three wise men because they're three gifts gold frankincense and myrrh so they just assumed three guys bought three different gifts but it could be the fact that th there were more than three wise men now the three wise men were uh, informed by Daniel, which connects to our Bible study that we're doing at home, because he was the head of the wise men of the East. And uh, he told them about a Messiah, a king of the Jews that's coming, and his star. And so when they saw his star, at his birth, they started from the east, and it took them about two years to get there. And they probably didn't come along. They were from the Parthian Empire, and the Parthian Empire uh, with was the remnant of the uh, 
Persian Empire of Cyrus that Daniel was also part of. And the Parthians probably sent with all of this gold, frankincense, and myrrh probably uh, a legion or two of uh, soldiers along with the wise men because they knew there were robbers in the land. So all of a sudden in the, the Middle East, um, the Parthian soldiers probably outnumbered the Romans that were in the area at the time. And that's why if you read the account, um, uh, they were very disturbed. I think the account would probably be in Luke 2. Probably later in, in Luke. Yeah, when the wise men get there. Right. Uh, so let me get to Luke 2. Hold on. Luke 2. Because it's in the beginning of both. Luke. Uh, right. That's where, that's why we, we can find where the wise men took about two years to get to see Jesus. And that's why King Herod was killing everyone two years, all the babies two years and younger. Right. And that's why when you see the nativity scenes with the shepherds, the uh, wise men there, Matthew, they weren't Matthew, there. Matthew 2. So what are you looking up, Doc? I'm looking up Matthew 2. I think it's Matthew 2. Yeah, I think it's later in Matthew. In uh, Oh, the visit of the wise men. Right. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. And when King Herod heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and the assembly of all the chief priests and scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Christ would be born, and they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And that's out of Micah. But before we get to that, so they came with an entourage. It was a very big entourage because three guys showing up wouldn't cause a big stir in, in Jerusalem. But if you get no. two lesions, well, we of have a song soldiers. that says "We Three Kings of Orient and Art" because it it works. But, yeah, it, it, it works. It but that's a, a song, but exactly. not scripture. <laughs> they never travel like that. Yeah, they never traveled like, hey, we just going incognito, and so we can sneak around with. The, they would have gotten robbed on the way, so they came with a considerable force with them, so, and then left that same way. So why don't we get to? Uh, but the timing of the birth is okay, what's important. Okay. So, if in Genesis, uh, Genesis 49.10, Jacob at this time is giving prophecies to his various son, and he turns to Judah, and this is what he tells Judah. Go ahead, John. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from his feet, between his feet, from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people, binding his donkey to the vine. Okay, so um, 
And we and oh, we. No, yep, that's right. That's what start of eleven. But I read yeah. ten. So, this is the septa shall not depart from out of Judah, from the feet of Judah. And who and, is this? And that's the timing of the birth, according to the Talmud, about seven A.D. The Romans removed the power of the Sanhedrin council in Judah to pronounce the death penalty. Thus, the septa power passed from Judah to Rome. At the time, it was said that um, the, some of the rabbis tore their robes. Some of their, the rabbis turned their robes in because they thought the Bible was wrong because they didn't see uh, the Messiah yet. But as it states here, Jesus had been born in 4 B.C., so this is about 11 or almost 12 years uh, after he was born. And so he was born in 4 BC during the reign of Herod. So Shiloh, the messianic title, had come shortly before the scepter departed, just as prophesied. Also, once the Jews were expelled from the land by the Romans, all semblance of national autonomy under Judah was gone. So that sets the time. The time of, of, of the uh, messianic age was noted by everyone that knew anything about scripture at 7 AD when the Romans told the Sanhedrin, you no longer can declare the death penalty. So the scepter had left the, f- the fate left from the, between the feet of Judah. Genesis 49.10, that scripture, when was that written? What year was that written? Um, Seven, uh, that was written that. by Moses, because right. Moses, and it was in the Torah. Mm-hmm. And Moses uh, came out of uh, Egypt in 1446 right. B.C. So it's like almost 14, it's 1400 years right. before the birth of Christ. Right now we go to Micah, which is probably six hundred or seven hundred years yeah, before. after that. Right, and that was the place of his birth. So we got the time, and we got the place, Bethlehem. After seven A.D. Okay, and the place, um, Bethlehem, the town of David, because David's line, as in Second. Second uh, Samuel, Davis was promised that a king would sit on his throne, so he had to be a descendant of David. Right. Okay. So, um, uh, can someone uh, go to Isaiah nine six? And this is a, the the famous line. And with Isaiah nine six, can we go to Luke? The second chapter two. So Uncle Tony will have second Luke second chapter eleven. Second chapter eleven. Eleven. Yeah, we're going to nine. What is that? And you're I, going Isaiah nine six. Right. Unto us. Right. Isaiah nine six says, and that was written. What year are we talking here? Uh, we're talking uh, probably. It's after um, Judah. Um, so it's before Micah. It, it's before Micah, and it's around, around six hundred. It, it's around six fifty. Well, they're 680. about the same time. Six. Yeah. Remember, 
Right. Prophets are never in isolation. Right. They always got so buddies around. They're about the same time. Again, yeah. six, seven hundred years before the birth of our Savior. So Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto Christ, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now this is a this is a saying that we hear all the time at Christmas time. But mm-hmm. it is unto us a son is given. Not to us a son is born. The son of the father is given. Okay? And he's he's also not only given but he's given a body so he's born so that he can identify with man. Right. So here in the Old Testament, and uh, Isaiah, that... Isaiah in Isaiah nine, he was talking about it was a prophet Isaiah talking about the future. Right. He was talking about Jesus Christ unto us a son, wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And that definitely identifies him as God because he's one with the Father, so he can be called everlasting right. Father. Okay. And, and so, uh, um, uh, Uncle Tony, you got uh, Luke 2.11? All right, let me turn my mic on. All right, Luke 2.11. And hold on, i got to get my eyeglasses to look at this. And when they have come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, Frankenstein, and myrrh. Frankincense. Frankincense, sorry. Yeah. Frankenstein. Well, yeah. <laughs> Frankincense and myrrh. Those were the three <laughs> gifts that we were talking about. And these were very, very valuable gifts. And, the, and a lot of times the equivalent is said, the gold is for his divinity. The frankincense is for his priestly deliverance. And the myrrh is for the sacrifice. So... And all of those were very, very expensive and, and, and very, very costly and uh, a, a celebration of his, of his birth. And they were bringing that to a king. Right. These would be gifts that you would bring to a king. So they, they recognized that he, the wise men recognized because they saw... His star. Now, if you, if you guys could give me a, um, a little bit of time. The first mention of the star was also back in Genesis. Right, right. And it was probably in Exodus. Excuse me, it was in Exodus. When they were coming out of... Uh... I mean, when you read Luke 2, 10 to 12, it really, the, the uh, Annunciation, the... The announcement that the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you on this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So here's God bringing himself, bringing Jesus as a baby into a lonely place where animals lie i mean there were shepherds there at the time now at the t- shepherds at the time nobody wanted to be around the shepherds because they were smelly they smelled like sheep <laughs> so 
and um, not the good with the leg of lamb, but uh, they smell like sheep, and they weren't. They didn't go into town and have a good time, let's say, but God was trying to show us that Jesus, he brought Jesus to us all. You don't have to be king to know Jesus. You don't have to be anybody special, but we are special because he brought Jesus to us. And he was in this lonely manger, uh, probably a cave. We could talk yeah. about that later. Yeah, he would. Uh, yeah, it's not like a nice wooden right. barn. They cleaned out the uh, the trough, probably, or the water, or, or they the feeder. They cleaned out the and trough. they put the hay down. Mm -hmm. And Mary was going to have her baby right there, and he came to all people. He came to show us that you could be anyone. You don't have to be anybody special, but I said we're all special to him. But you don't have to be a king. You don't have to have a lot of money. He came to the people who had nothing. He came to the, the show people, here I am. I'm here. I'm the king of everyone. And he loved us that much. That's how he presented himself. And at the time, the Jews were still waiting. The people of Israel, they're still waiting for a king on a white horse with a big sword. And that will happen. Yes, just not at that time. What do you got? Um, so Balaam uh, predicted that he saw a star. And he says, I see a star coming from Jacob, but it is not yet. And Daniel, while he was in Babylon, explained what that star was. Now, Balak was a prophet in, I mean, of ancient days before there was any kind of prophet other than Moses in Israel. He was, uh, he was a prophet that God worked through to those tribes around uh, Israel in actually Edom. Hmm. And he, the, ba Balaam was, uh, was um, uh, hired by Balak to curse Israel. Well, he couldn't do that because God told him, you're going to say what I'm, I tell you to say, and you're going to bless Israel. But when one of his oracles, he turns, I think it's either in the third or fourth oracle, he says, Oracle, I, no, oracle okay. or, a pro, uh, or a pronouncement. He says, I see a star rising from Jacob, but it's not now. So that was the star that Daniel told the wise men to look for at the time of the birth of Jesus. And that's why they came. So it, it reaches back all the way back to numbers. So the wise men were looking in that, the scrolls and that's where they. That Daniel left. Yes. Right. And they were looking at that knowing and waiting for that time. Yeah. It was going to be a unique uh, uh, star and that it moved in the wrong direction. So read into that. How did they actually, how did they know at that point that that was their star? What was the time? They knew the timing was correct. What did these wise men see? Can you the, read the, into that? The wise men saw a, a, a star that was like no other. That was like no other because for millennia they had been mapping the skies. Um, I mean, today we go back to some of the writings that we find from Mesopotamia and okay. uh, Babylonia, right. and we're seeing where they're tracking the 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 the, the constellations and the movement it's of the planet. To back that that long ago, they yeah. did that. Yeah, and because we can read their uh, astrological writings.
So plus, when they looked up, there was no city lights to block. Oh, they no. saw everything. They say they they saw everything as as as, and they are sitting no telescope. Out in the death. They didn't need telescope. No smog. No smog. Okay, <laughs> and where they were looking, I mean, they didn't have like big time rainstorms. So there wasn't even all that much cloud cover. So they had tracked right. all these stars for m- millennia, 2,000 years at least they had been tracking them. So this is the, was the brightest star outside the sun. And the it, was, it was moving in a unique sort of way. Right. Because everything moves from east to west. Okay. East to west, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. This was moving west to east. Because it was a star in the east. <laughs> wow, that makes sense now. Star in so, the east. So it was so had to like, look east and follow it. Yeah. So it's it's over there. It's but, over there. But we're over here, so it's heading that way, and mm-hmm. it's going to the, okay, we follow that star. It's a unique star. And it took them two years. So oh, the cool. crash that we see with the three, just three guys standing there with three presents, it was a bunch of guys two years later. But <laughs> what, it makes for a nice presentation, it makes doesn't for it? A ni- it's a, so it's a nice, rid- the cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either we get rid of the wise men or make Jesus older. Yeah, one of the two. One of the two. Or put the wise men like we used to do when I was a kid. Around the wise the men used to be on a different nightstand. Yes. Or, or yeah, just, uh, that would be table. more. Mm-hmm. Was because uh, when, I grew when up, he was born, that's when they started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're going to have the wise men... Have them start all the way around. Yes, that's what, that's well, what my that, grandfather used to do. Yeah, when I was... Yeah. I, the wise men were all the way on the other end of the yeah. room, and he slowly moved them yeah. little by little till January 6th. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. We used to do so, that when I was a kid living in, growing up in Newark, mm-hmm. and there were, my, my grandparents lived upstairs. I lived on the first floor. And the nativity scene was there on the coffee table. And the wise men started, I think, in the front room on the piano or something. Yeah, like that. and that, and that's accurate. They were trying to accurately portray what what that was. So when you look at a crash, you, you it's go, funny because if you look at one today that doesn't have the wise men, you say, "Well, there's something wrong with that." Mm-hmm. Where's the wise men? Where's the right. wise men, and and actually, that would be accurate. Right, but and he was a young, and as it says in this in the in the in the in the passage, it was the young boy. The young child. Right. He was two right. years old. Right. We he know, was a toddler. Yeah, we know that now, but that's not the way some of us were brought up in, right. in it. So what's the difference? Um, It, it than, makes it, it gives it the timeline. Okay. Okay. So in, in Isaiah um, 7, Isaiah 7, 14, we have two prophecies that were going to be uh, uh, fulfilled. And in both, it was he was to be born of a virgin and was given a name. And that's... I made my wife bring my glasses. I really didn't need them. Uh, Thank you, honey. Thank you, my wife. Isaiah 7, where do you want me to go? 14. 14. And Rick, you're going to Luke 1... 34 and 35. Okay. You ready for Isaiah 7, 14? Yep. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and he shall call his name Emmanuel. Right. That's his name. Mm-hmm. And that he was born. And what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God with us. 
So well, one any of the sign names, at all that it's all, you know, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and and that. So you could call Jesus Jesus Emmanuel because mm-hmm. that's his name. Well, he has many names. He has right? many names. Right. So Jesus Emmanuel. Well, you would say that was his top name, his number one. Well, well y- mm-hmm. Yeshua. Yeshua means God's salvation. And Emmanuel is God with us. Isn't it amazing when you can go in the Bible and find all this stuff and it just works out somehow? And and what it does is it uplifts you because you know that God is in control. Mm -hmm. So God with us, God's salvation is with us. And the first prophecy of the Savior was 1,500 years before. What was that? The first one, the 1,500 years from Moses. Yeah, Moses gave. 1,500 years before the birth of Christ. Right. Then we go to around 700, 600. We got a couple more. That's when he wrote it. But when it was given, it was before. Right. So it was 2,000. Yeah. Because Abraham was around. Before the birth of Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, we had uh, Uncle Tony look up what? Luke 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 34. 34 and 35. All right. So then Mary said to the angels, Angel, how can this be since I do not have a man? An angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that one holy will be born, will be called the son of God yes and then in uh, uh, as far as his name in the New Testament it's in Matthew uh, uh, 121 and it says she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins so Yeshua means God's salvation so every time we say Jesus, we're saying God's salvation. salvation. And every time we say Emmanuel, that is God with us. So God's salvation will be with us. That okay. is, I think that uh, there's enough evidence to uh, say, I think we, we have the right idea here. I think there's enough evidence to know and to believe. You know, there's a, there's a saying I like to use, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. If you remember the first Santa Claus movie, uh, that's what uh, Judy, who made Santa Claus the, mm-hmm. the hot chocolate, and she told him, she says, see, because he couldn't believe the polar bear was directing traffic. And she says, well, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. I mean, that's just a fun reference to that. But when you look in Scripture, it talks about believing. Believing is seeing. It talks about who Jesus is everywhere in Scripture. He's all over Old Testament, New Testament, and every prophet's mouth came out every, recognition of a Savior. Every every prophet in the Old Testament, every Old Testament saint looked forward to the Redeemer. Job, who was not Jewish, referred to, I know my Redeemer lives, Amen. and even though I die, I shall see him in the flesh. He he wasn't. He was not Jewish. There was a. He was a contemporary of Abraham or before Abraham, 
But God told him through his spirit that his redeemer is going to stay. He's going to see his redeemer even after he died. Now, we, ha we have a question. Now, we got to remember, got to remember, we don't have Pastor Vince in here. So we'll do our best to answer any questions, but we'll do what Pastor Vince would do. If there's a question that he wouldn't, couldn't answer, he would say, I'll have to get back to you on that. But we have one I'm going to look at right now. Okay, we're trying to see if, uh, let's see, I just had a question somewhere. Where'd it go? There it is. Is Christmas a holy day set apart by the Lord, or is it man calling us to observe a day not commanded by the Lord? Ooh. There are no, quote, holy days in the New Testament. Right. It's all Old Testament. It's all Old Testament uh, um, with, sir, with holy uh, days. Holy days and... and um, so the answer to that would probably be the second. It's a celebration of... of, uh, of uh, of an event mm -hmm. and a lot of people say this you know like oh he wasn't born on the on the 25th december 25th and that could be true well, uh, we, we, but if we, he but if he if he was going to pick a day to tabernacle with men that would be tabernacles which is in september which would be nine months before well the meaning of <laughs> the meaning of narcissus what's this what's that meeting they had back in 300 Nicaea, Nicaea. with Constantine. Yeah. That's when they picked this time of year. Yeah, because they wanted to take over an old Roman and a, and a Norse. Every, every religion, false religion, at that time celebrated, okay, the winter solstice. Mm -hmm. On December 21st, the days started getting longer, and they wanted to celebrate that. Right. The Egyptians celebrated that. So they were going to incorporate this, quote, universal celebration and incorporate it into Christianity. So they took over from the Romans, uh, Saturnaria, but which, which Saturn, Saturn was named after. So it was Saturnaria. Uh, and uh, winter solstice and everything it, it was about life overcoming death hmm. and that was what they were celebrating when the sun came started to increase and that's why they said we're going to incorporate this holiday and we're going to change it so that people now understand what the sun of of God did, He brought life into the world. So, so, right. Well, that, that he brought sense. life into world. To, oh, uh, I just lost my train of thought. So, the answer to that is that we have a day, tw uh, December twenty fifth, because of Constantine. Right. Let's say, okay. So that's a day we celebrate. We chose to celebrate, which mm -hmm. is a man. But, but when you have a start, it shows up. And it tells us in Luke that my son was born, a savior of the Lord. Mm -hmm. He's almost requisitioning a day or, or a day of celebration. But is it a day or is it, read into that question, is it about a celebration on a daily basis? It should be. It should be. So do you believe, now I don't remember anywhere else I can read and find that, but that he left it like, the Lord left it like that. So we would say we should celebrate the Savior's birth, mm -hmm. death, and resurrection every day. Well, um, 
when you take communion, you don't take it to his birth, but you take it to his death. Right. And that's about the only thing actually at that Nicene Council they were actually trying to decide on and which they didn't. That's why the Orthodox Church worships Easter after the Western Church, which right. is the Catholics and the Protestants. Right. And right. it's a week right. later they were trying to settle that date. Mm -hmm. Right. And 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 both dates are always around Passover. Right. Right. So Either one is on Passover or the other one is on Passover True. or one's ahead of Passover right. and one and the other is after Passover. Right. So it's always around Passover. It's always a meal, too. Like it's always church. There's always food. It's always a celebration. <laughs> well, but, but let's not go with the food. But it's a, it's a, the heaven is going to be it's going to be the best cooks ever. Let's look at it this way. <laughs> you know, we're talking about we wanted to talk about and support the Savior's birth with prophecy. And we talked about the prophets that came out specifically, as we mentioned, specifics about Jesus' birth, Savior's birth. Right. Okay. So now we get to a place where we want to celebrate on one day. But it's not one day. We start celebrating, well, let's put it this way. This time of year comes earlier and earlier. Okay. Another, well, that's the commercial. Well, that's the commercial. But the same thing is, that day causes us to, to start celebrating Christmas earlier. And everybody, it's that time of year when everybody starts thinking alike. It's yeah. that time of year yeah. when everybody starts understanding God our can, family. God start, can use anything. <laughs> of course. What is, so I'm saying it's not, it's not so much, we're, again, it, every, they commercialize everything. We can make a lot of holidays. We should have a blueberry, blueberry holiday, okay? Let's take a day off and whatever. But I'm just saying. Eat blueberries. The, for part, our the part about this is great. No, the Bible does not support a day, one day celebration. But the Lord showed us with a big sign and plenty of prophecy that Jesus was born and we want to celebrate that. And if we're going to pick one day, there's no problems with doing that as long as we support, celebrate that every day of our life, that Jesus was born. The reckon, you know, and I think we finished with the prophecy, the different prophets we we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, it's a good point to say that we we need to really start preparing yes. for the next three. For for, for if you were going to celebrate Jesus' birth on that one day, if you're going to take that day and have food with your family, if you're going to take that day to go to church or midnight mass, or you're going to go and do a candlelight ceremony that we have on Christmas Eve at our church at seven o'clock, wherever you're going to go, start preparing. And the way you prepare is there's a few different ways. Last week we talked about repenting. Repenting is Turn it around. Turn it around from what? From sin to God. Amen. So that's where we want to start. But to do that, you only do that because you recognize Jesus Christ as Savior. You only do that because you recognize that you you're believe. heading in the wrong direction. Right. So we have to look at Christmas. Now, Christmas creates a lot of things this time of year. We just got done with Hanukkah, which is about peace and about love and celebration. So and a miracle. And a miracle. Exactly. Well, so is Christmas. It's about right. the same thing. It's a miracle season. But the point I'm trying to get, if I can relate to it without using my hands being Italian. Oh, use it. Use it. We get this time. Everybody gets that. Whether you believe in Jesus Christ as a Savior or not, the magic in Christmas, they use that word, people believe in the magic of Christmas, the spirit of Christmas, which is gift-giving, which is family. 
Okay. But it's still all built around celebrating the birth of our Savior. The gift of our Savior. Exactly. So. The Son is given. If you're looking at Christmas and wondering, okay, right now listening to us, when we showed you the prophecies that were prophesied 2,000 years or and before, you have to look at Christmas as, yes, it's just not about giving presents to family. It's not about eating the big meals, even though we all love to eat the cannolis. We love all that. It's about getting yourself, yourself right. It's about believing in Jesus, believing and seeing. When you, when you believe in a, in a Lord and Savior, you'll start seeing it. And that'll want you, you'll want to repent, and you'll want to prepare yourself. That's the first step to rep- preparing yourself is to acknowledge Jesus Christ is the Savior. If you look at how God, God did it, God sprinkled holy days throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you, once with us, once we go, once Hanukkah hits, we know, oh, okay. So, okay, Thanksgiving is a semi-religious holiday, okay, in which the pilgrims thank God that he provided the miracle of Squanto that got the Indians to help them survive. And unbeknownst to a lot of people, they lived in harmony with the Indians for the next 70 years. Right. Most people don't. Till the the English came. Right. Most people don't realize. (laughs) Which a lot of people don't realize. They went to Oak. So that's a celebration which we should include God in. Mm -hmm. And everybody can can participate in that then there's the hanukkah christmas season okay and then right after that in in the spirit of what uh uh joe is talking about we should be thinking about easter and passover okay and the sacrifice and the gift of that sacrifice and the significance of that sacrifice and then after passover is after over we should be thinking about what Pentecost, when the church, the Holy Spirit came down into the church, and we should actually elevate that in our church services. And then after Pentecost, we're looking for, looking for, oh man, when when Jesus comes back, that'll fulfill the back three prophecies mm-hmm. of 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 atonement and and tabernacles, and, and what is it? It's uh, atonement, the Day of Atonement. Uh, tabernacles is the end, and I forget what the uh, oh, gosh. I'm I hate when I get old. <laughs> I resemble that remark, yeah, and I'm right behind you guys. So, the three of uh, 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 I know what you're thinking, yeah, there's a the, the the three right. uh, 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 fall. So, we got something in the spring, something in the summer, I something in the fall, fall, and things in the winter, and we should just go from holy day to holy day to holy day. Because the, the the celebrations in the fall, Jesus celebrated. So I'm gonna I'm gonna recognize in my heart every every holy day that Jesus, my Lord, har- celebrated. Har- not the harvest. Oh gosh. We, yeah. Pastor Vince when we need him. But anyway, uh, when we talk about Wayne, Texas, about the three. When we talk about <laughs> pre- preparation. Let's go to Romans. We know what John 3.16 says. So let's talk about what Romans 10.9 says. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and And believe in in your your heart heart. that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with that mouth confession 
is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is what we should be preparing ourselves right now is to know, have you called on to the Lord? Have you, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior? And that's how we're going to re- get to a point where when you believe, you will repent and you will prepare your heart you to receive Jesus. You want to do more of the prophecies? You got another one? Oh, I got a bunch. Uh, wait, I, well, all right, let's do one more. Let's okay. do something else. Presented with gifts from birth. Psalm 72, 10, and 11. This is where we get the gift giving cup from. And that would be for Uncle Tony. Hold on. Uncle Tony doesn't have everything mapped oh, out. Oh, I'll do it. Go you, no, go, go for it. Uh, Matthew 2. All right, so Matthew 2. 1 to oh. 12. It's a biggie. It was a biggie. Where's I'm, where am I going to Psalm? Uh, Psalm 72, 11. That one verse? Um, no, 11 and 10, 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. Psalm 72, 10 and 11. The kings of Tarshish and the isles will bring presents. The king of Sheba and Seba, mm-hmm. Seba will offer gifts. Yes, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. So there it was saying... Um, it was saying that those kings are going to give him, kings are going to come and give him gifts. What does it say in Math, Matthew uh, 2? Now, one to, 1 to 2 or, or 2? One to, 1 to 12. All right, I'll do some of it, you do. Uh, <laughs> uh, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem with Judea in the day of Huron, the king, Behold, wise men from the east, here we go again with the east, comes to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Go ahead, Doc. Where, where did you leave off? Three. Start with three. Oh, okay. Start three? Yes. Okay. Um, for we have come to worship him. When king... When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born, and they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, so it was written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, by no means the least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them when the star had appeared. And, they, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring him to bring him, bring me, excuse me, found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship. After listening to the king, they went there on their way, and behold, the star which they had seen when it rose went before them, and 
until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And and going into the house, they saw the young child child Mm -hmm. with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their gifts, treasures, opening their treasures, Mm -hmm. they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed their own way. To their, to their own country by another way. Then right after that, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and the, remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child and destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to be fulfilled. This was to to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son, and that was Hosea eleven one. And the infants massacred was Jeremiah uh, uh, thirty one fifteen. So it was all if if you knew all of this, which which the rabbis at the time, they knew, they had memorized the entire Bible. And that's why, especially the scribes, and that's why a lot of the scribes after D- Jesus died and was resurrected, the ones that really knew the word, they converted to Christianity. In fact, they had to be corrected because they knew so much of the word, they were the Judaizers, and then Paul <laughs> right. had to straighten them out. Right. No, they, the Gentiles don't have to be come Jews because we couldn't keep our law. <laughs> yeah, you didn't keep it. I didn't keep it. No one of us kept it. So why are we requiring these people to keep the laws law. that we can't? The laws were only suggestions anyway. <laughs> no, the law is the law. But what it shows you is you you can't be good enough. You're exactly right. And a lot of people, a lot of Christians believe that if you're sincere in what you believe, yes. you get to heaven. Yes. And that's wrong because sincerity does not get you to heaven. You have to be perfect to get right. to heaven. And, and to know one person. And only one person was perfect. And he turned around and he said, I'll give you my perfection. And I have taken your sin on the cross with me. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way. Now, if anybody out there can figure out a way to become perfect, <laughs> Okay, because Jesus asked, is there anybody out there that can find a way to become perfect? Father, don't let me drink this cup. Right. You know what? Go ahead, Doc. Didn't Jesus also say, now we're fast-forwarding to the cross. Right. That he forgave the Roman people, the the guards, whatever we want to call them, for their sin, for what they did. What was that again? At the time of crucifixion, mm-hmm. didn't Jesus say, I forgive you of your sins, thou, what you have done to me? Yeah, forgive them, Father, for they know not what no, they no, do. Right, right. So even there, he forgave, took their sins right. on him. Mm-hmm. What, to ask for forgiveness, forgiveness. for them. Right. Because many in that crowd, remember, the Pharisees were in that crowd. Mm-hmm. They got converted. And uh, the Sadducees, I don't think so. 
But the scribes did because there were three groups. Right. The scribes, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees. And a lot of them got converted. Uh, the, the, the Pharisees and the, and, the, and the scribes could go back in the scriptures and say, we were wrong. And that's why when Peter kept going back to the, to the Sanhedrin and when Paul would go back to the Sanhedrin, he could point to the scriptures. And we're going over the scriptures he was pointing to. <laughs> is that amazing? Because mm-hmm. Paul mm-hmm. was like, Yo, you here know, it is. Excellent. And, and he's going through. Oh, Hosea said he was going to come out of Egypt. Because that's where Paul, Paul referred back to these scrolls. Right. That was the Bible mm-hmm. at the time. These scrolls were the Bible at the time. So and um, Jesus would go into the into the into um, the temple, the temple, and read uh, from those scrolls from Isaiah. Right. Yeah, and different. Yeah, and and then interpret, and then and talk with the learned people of the time, and they just couldn't believe the knowledge right. that, that Jesus this guy had. who right. hadn't graduated from their seminary. God, could it's say. Guy, he was right. fourteen, fifteen, right? right? Yeah. So sp- it, well, that's what we. Were- or told at least he was fourteen or fifteen when he yeah, was and he was being bar mitzvah. Right. Well, you know what? <laughs> that was his bar mitzvah. It all goes back to this. A lot of people have knowledge of who Jesus was. Of oh, who Jesus, definitely. That Jesus was here. The Jews believe Jesus was born. The Muslims believe that Jesus that Jesus is in the Torah. Oh, not the Torah. Where do in they the refer? Yeah, right in the Quran. Uh, but it's about like submitting uh, to his name and who he is, what gets you saved. What gets you saved is not the, the knowledge or belief that he was born. That's the, called intellectual ascent. Exactly. It's not the knowledge that he died. Because a lot of people believe, yeah, he was, he, he was put to death. Goes from here to here. We need all this to know that because he was rose from the dead, he was born, a, say, uh, he was born to a virgin. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and then he grew up, thirty years old, started his ministry. Ministry that already John the Baptist already prepared the way. His cousin, his cousin, right? Even in the womb, his cousin knew that was a savior. Right, mm-hmm. right, and in in uh, Elizabeth's womb, when Mary right. showed up, right, he leapt. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't say leaped, but he leapt. <laughs> Past tense, but now we have another problem. He was crucified. So all these people at the time that believed that he was the Savior, they ran in fear because the Savior, the King, was just now being crucified. And they and they didn't they didn't know how to interpretate, interpret uh, Isaiah fifty three, and that's a, a couple of my other references on the back end of it. Isaiah fifty three, growing up in obscurity and poverty, and reside in Nazareth. And reside in Nazareth. So he's growing up in Nazareth. That's in Isaiah 53. And he's growing up in obscurity, at least for the first 30 years of his life. Okay. And Isaiah 11th had him uh, also uh, residing in Nazareth and being spirit-filled and anointed from birth. Hmm. And that's... uh, Can somebody get to... uh, uh, Isaiah eleven one, and I'll get to and uh, okay, you, we, want, uh, you want to get to Isaiah? I'll get to Isaiah, Isaiah one. All right, where am I going? And uh, let you go to um, 
Matthew 2, 23. Matthew 2, 23. Isaiah 1, what? Isaiah 11, 1. 1, 1 11 or 11, 1? 11, 1. 11, 1. I'm sorry for that dead air, folks. We're just yeah, uh, we're just, looking yeah, things we up. Reference here. Yeah, we were just eleven one. Okay, eleven one. Isaiah eleven one says, "There shall be, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots." Right. And what did he say? You know, like I'm the vine, and you are the branches. Mm. So when you hear vine and branches, and root of Jesse, that was from second samuel where god said you want to build me a house but you know you're a man of war but what i'm going to do for you even though you've messed up you you've you've showed broken people how to come back to me so i'm going to build you a house and and there's going to be one of your descendants that's going to sit on your throne forever and at the first coming of Christ, everybody thought that that was going to be Christ. Even the disciples, what do you mean you're going to die on the cross? But see, but in order for you to get into the kingdom, your flesh has to be conquered. Mm -hmm. And Jesus conquered the rule of the flesh on the cross. Mm-hmm. Because there are three things that are against man or what? The flesh, the world, and the devil. Mm. And on the cross, he I got the flesh. And when he comes back the second time, he'll get the world. And at the end of the millennium, it'll be all over. It'll be ah, everybody out the pool. What you and devil, you go into the. You're gone. <laughs> you're done. Uh, would you have him look up? Let's read right. that, and then we'll, uh, we'll move on. Matthew uh, chapter 2, 23. And he comes and dwells in the city called Nazareth. Then <clears throat> that is might be fulfilled, which was spoken by prophecies. He shall be called a Nazarene. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, he sh and again, that gives where he was to reside. Right. Okay. And then in Mark 6, it says, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon? And are, the, and are these his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him because he, this was when he was in the temple and he had declared uh, that he was the Messiah mm -hmm. when he said, in the, in this, what was it, uh, Isaiah 12, where he was saying, mm -hmm. this day, this this um this, this word was this, fulfilled this day this holy day this 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 word has been fulfilled right. in your sight right and they said this guy's just a he's a carpenter down the he's street just a dude yeah <laughs> we know his brothers we know his sisters right. what's, yeah, what's think, yeah. he's claiming to be god no this this is blasphemy we gotta we gotta throw him off the cliff and he walked right through him mm -hmm. but um so all of this i mean what what we just went over now, I could see Christ just going over, just saying right. the the things to Paul. Because Paul knew it backwards and then says, What about Hosea? 
oh yeah, that would refer to you, and go through <laughs> this, and go through every prophecy that he went. Right. And, and it's statistically, it goes this way. Eight of these prophecies, and we've just gone over about 10, eight of, the, eight of these prophecies to be fulfilled is the likelihood of it is 10 to the 30th power. Pretty That's hard. 10 with 30 zeros behind. Mm -hmm. And we've done well, more was, than that, so it's probably right. 10 to the a 35th power with five more zeros added behind it. You know what's interesting? It's something you said when we first got here. Today, Pastor Vince called me. He said, you know, I have a memorial service I have to do tonight. I cannot be there tonight. So it's you and Doc. You know, this, let's, let's talk about the show tonight. Then I called uh, Doc up. I said, Doc, this is what I like to do. I think this would be good. We continue what we said last week. And then we started talking about Christmas, uh, about the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we left it at that. Yeah. So, so Doc, I said, study up, Doc, and he says, okay. Okay, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So Doc went home, and he opened this all up. The Lord brought it to him, and I have a book I brought. It all, was the same all about thing. the same thing. <laughs> and I said, oh, this is what we're going to talk about, <laughs> because that was done independently. Exactly. Uh, he answers prayers, folks. You know, we I, pray. I did not know what the topic was going to be. I know I stopped and prayed, and I know you, you stopped, stopped and prayed. And, prayed too. and the Lord said, well, listen, we have to let the people know that you can look through all Scripture. You can look at ancient scrolls that are there that all this came out of. That can show that my son is who I say he is. My son is me. My son is there, perfect, and you can find it all over Scripture. Every prophet's mouth spoke of a Savior, of the Savior Jesus. We can say that. Yeah. And he just put this all together tonight. Because to prepare for Christmas, and as someone texted me a little bit ago, every day... You should prepare for Christmas. You should prepare for, for Jesus' birth, which means God wants us to prepare with a relationship with him. He wants us to fellowship with him, fellowship with him, to grow our relationship with His Son Jesus, with him through his son, Jesus Christ. The way you fellowship with anyone, if you want to get to know someone, you have to hang out with them. <laughs> okay, let's put it this way. If you, had a you have a famous, a favorite author, you want to read everything they write. Well, God should be your favorite author because he wrote 66 books and laid them out perfect. And the timelines and the prophecies are all fulfilled, or almost so far. <laughs> uh, and it's all they're laid out. So you have a favorite author, whoever that may be. God should become our favorite author. Now, not only for Christmas, you know, everybody's getting, getting working on Christmas. Now, Romans 15, 13 says, now, we may, now may the God of hope fill with you all joy and peace in believing that you may, be, you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus Christ, your Savior, the power of the Holy Spirit comes inside you to teach you, to bring you, to fill you. And as you go, as you get the knowledge, as you become a, build your relationship with, with the Lord, with God through Jesus Christ, you become f in fellowship with him, and you grow in the knowledge, and you get, then you get excited because you read, you read one thing, you want to read more, and you're just going to grow. You know, believing is seeing, but you don't get everything cover to cover at one time. 
Okay, the change comes instantaneously. When the Lord thinks you're ready to accept His Son as your Savior, it's going to happen. And your life will change some. For me, it was it changed gradually. It took a while. For some, it's it can change faster. It's take longer. But it's about change. It's about accepting Jesus Christ, your Savior, believing in Him. Go ahead, Doc. And, 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 and it's everything is individual. Because God doesn't see us as a group. Exactly. He sees us as individuals. He wants an individual relationship with everyone. I mean, a pastor can't imitate God. I mean, you could have a very successful mega church. Ah, oh, man, 10,000 people come to my church every day. You ask that <laughs> pastor, you know all those people? Nah, but God does. Well, you know how we could And God will answer every one of their prayers if they're praying in his will. And God tells us that he has hairs on your head. Num yep. So that can tell me he's talking about us individually. Right. Yeah, there's a song by uh, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman that says, Sometimes I look above me and stars are shining. I feel so small. How does the God above me know I'm here at all? And then it whispers, my child, I created you too, and you're my most precious creation. He talks to each of us individually. He talks to us personally. He knows the hairs on our head, and you can see, or if you're not, if you're on the radio, I have a very close haircut. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, as Italian, I'm, I'm, about, counting. I'm about the only one that's got, yeah. got a high cut. Well, maybe that means when I had that's hair, true. that means, but anyway, we'll <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, let's leave it at that. But, you know what, let's, let's talk about... Really, we, we see the scripture, we see it's there. Let's talk about right now as we close what the season's greetings is all about, what knowing and preparing our hearts is all about. You know, the Lord wants us to be who we are. He wants us to be the best version of who we are. And we find ourselves in scripture. We find ourselves written in the book, written in scripture, and every part of the Bible we find ourselves we can find Jesus Christ, and we can grow into an attitude that just loves to read the book. And that's what we're showing, love to read the Bible, love to find out more each time. And not just this time of year. And we can inspire others just by our example, huh, Doc? Yep. You know, family. He wants us to inspire others by, exactly. our, by our example. Sometimes the simplest things can hold us back, though, this time. Not only this time of year, but let's just be right now. If we're going into Christmas with on a forgiving heart, if we're going into Christmas with that fear, any kind of fears, uh, sometimes we can't admit we're wrong. We're in different situations. I mean, fear itself, we're not given a spirit of fear. When in 2 Timothy, when Paul talked to, to, um, to Timothy and said, you know, you, you have this in you. I laid my hands on you and I gave you everything you need. Let no one despise you because of your age. Exactly. Fear, but fear not. But fear not. The spirit of fear is not given to us. That's man-made. That's what we devise. And a fear of a lot of different things can get, it's like a snowball at the top of a hill. You roll it down that hill, that baby's going to get bigger all by itself. Fear means, fear is practical atheism. Okay. You, you can't fear you can't and fear. believe in God. Right. You can't do the two things. Yeah. God, Jesus gave two, two things. Fear not and be not deceived. Exactly. 
believe in the truth and don't fear. Go for the truth because he claimed to be truth. If I did not believe in Jesus Christ and somebody came up and said, I am the truth, I would want to pursue that to see what's he talking about and not dismiss it out of hand because he died with that on his lips. So we shouldn't be in a spirit of fear and we shouldn't be self-deceived and believing lies. That too is ungodly because God is about truth. And truth it is. (laughs) <laughs> and we just spelled out the truth, didn't we? Right. I mean, he spelled it out. We just happened to read it. So yeah, we, we, just, to... we just presented it in a way, in, 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 a, in a really tight way of he said it in the Old Testament, and it was fulfilled in the New Testament. And there, there are 300, 300 prophecies, you know, about Jesus Christ, and not all of them are fulfilled. But if you expand this little number that I have and expand it to just 30, mm. it goes to 10 to the 100th. Amen. You need a couple <laughs> of uh, universes in order to uh, right. point out the one atom in several hundred universes. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's just 30. So if I have 108, what is that? <laughs> That's like infinite. This only one person could fit this. Right. This one. But the most important part is you don't have to be a learned person to know Jesus Christ. No, you can be a kid. You can be a kid. Mm-hmm. You can be anybody to know who Jesus is. You don't have to know the Bible cover to cover. It's not about knowledge. It's about the heart. God's looking for your heart. God's looking for you to say, hey, listen, I need you. I need a savior. I need, you know, this time of year, it's tough for a lot of people. A lot of people are looking. They lost loved ones this time of year. I mean, I did. I lost my father on New Year's Day uh, back way back. And, you know, the time of year, it's trouble for a lot of people. And they need to find Jesus Christ as their Savior. And it's not only people that don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. A lot of people who do know Jesus as their Savior do have problems this time of year. But, you know, God didn't want to make it hard. He gave his scripture plainly written that shows his love. You don't have even to go, you don't have to go to Isaiah. You don't have to look at the prophecies to know that Jesus lived. You just go to the New Testament, read through John. If this mm-hmm. is the only time that you pick up a Bible, go to John. Make it this Christmas. Let's get rid of unforgiveness. Let's get rid of not being able to say we're sorry to someone. Let's get rid of the pride that kills a lot of things in our life, and let's give it to Jesus. Let's get, get rid of all that stuff. Go into, read the account. Go into Luke 2. Read the birth of our Savior. Read in John. Read about who Jesus was. That's where you find, I'm not going to use that word magic. That's not magic. That's where we find The reality. The reality of life. Reality of life is not giving gifts on Christmas Day. Life is receiving a gift. The receiving Jesus Christ as our our Savior. And through that, through the belief that we can ooze out all of everybody, we can be an example and inspiration to others that that are that need help we can reach out to someone and pray with them we could do a lot of things this time of year that maybe we won't we don't do any 
other time of the year. But now's the time. The next couple of weeks, we're all thinking the same way. We're thinking about family. We're thinking about eating the cannolis on Christmas. I'll go there first before I get to the turkey and the ham. Yeah, but he always goes to the cannolis We're always first. thinking this time of year, just think about it. We're all running around trying to find the right gift. We're all running around. Well, my wife is. We're all trying to find. We're all thinking about the same. It's about family. It's about love. It's about, you know what, this time of year, and as we get closer to, this, to Christmas, it just seems a little little better. The world seems a little less crazy. We try to, maybe oh, because nice. we're squeezing everything out, we're squashing all the other stuff and just focusing on what's going on that one day. But just multiply that times because we got 364 other days we have to get through. And you don't do that alone. Let's take the example that, we're seeing in the Bible that Jesus came for each of one of each one of us. That we're pers- he personalized each sa- salvation for each one of us. It's for all of us. That's why he came in the way he came to show you don't have to be a king, you don't have to be a CA- CEO, a president, a prime. You don't have to be anything special because you're already special in his eyes. That's why his son came to save you and me. And it's not about just knowing that Jesus lived is about knowing who he was, who he is, and where what he did for us. And getting to know him. And just not knowing about him, but getting to know him. Amen to that. And on that note, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna get to the end of the show, I know. And uh uh Uncle Tony, you have anything to announce coming up or anything that you wanted to uh before we uh close no. in prayer? No, we're good. I know we're going to talk about Christmas show. Uh, but we have to talk that over with the pastor, so right. we'll, we'll probably announce that next week. Right. So next Thursday we'll be doing that other yeah, thing. We'll ahead, be doing, about, why don't you talk about that? Real quick, I uh, just want to say that uh, I have a, a Facebook group, Instagram group, a group I'm growing that's called, that's called Being Anyone Project. And um, we're going to have a Christmas show here on Thursday night next week, the 16th at 7 o'clock. And we're going to be talking about that another time, but I just wanted to—I really didn't want to bring that up now, but uh, it just came off my lips, and uh, we'll leave it at that. But uh, Doc, you have anything you want to share before we go? Something? Um, just two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's looking real crazy out there. If anybody's watching the news, it's looking real crazy. Remember this: everything may seem like it's falling apart, but it's falling into place. It's falling into place. Fear yeah. not, and do not be deceived. Pursue the truth. Amen. And we just laid that out. And uh, uh, we're just going to tell you where we got it. It's in the scriptures. It's in the Bible. So it's all there written. And again, you'd have to be a prophet to find what the Lord wants you to read and wants you to be. So Read the word. Read the word. So um, we're going to be done. So thank you for joining us. And we look forward to Pastor Vince's return next Tuesday night. And I hope you enjoyed the show and uh, look forward to it next week. So would you join me as we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we're able to share what what you told the prophets to give to us, Father. We thank you for the word that you've written, every word lined up to where you want it to be, Father, for all of us to learn and to know that uh, you're a God that loves us so much that you sent your only Son. So we shall be in paradise with you someday, Father. We thank you for that. We pray for the the unbelievers out there to come to know your son through this uh, Christmas season. And we pray for all those who know you now to to get stronger in the knowledge of you, to grow the relationship with you, the fellowship with you through the word, Father. We thank you for loving us, and we're able to be here tonight to share your word, to share your truth. 
And it's all about you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good night. Good night. And listening to The Carpenter's Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo of Calvary Chapel of Hamilton. Join us next Tuesday at 7 p.m. for The Carpenter's Son on WNJHradio.com.